Relationship Anxiety Podcast. I'm your host, Mikkel, and today we're talking about self-love. Hey guys, welcome to the podcast today. If you haven't had a chance yet, you've got to go check out my new free video. It's called Three Reasons You Doubt Your Relationship, and I break down three of the reasons that we experience doubts, what exactly doubts are, and understanding them. This is such a key part of facing our doubts is being able to really understand what they're all about. So you can go check that out at mckellkristen.com forward slash doubt. Again, that's M-C-K-E-L-L-K-R-I-S-T-E-N.com forward slash doubt. MikkelKristen.com forward slash doubt, and you will be able to access the video there. All right, so today we are talking about self-love. And this is a topic that's been on my mind quite a bit. Uh, It's something I've been doing a lot of work with clients on. Something that I noticed is several of my clients have a fear of being cheated on or being left, afraid that their partner might find someone better out there. And often these fears stem from beliefs that they have about themselves, that they aren't worthy of love, that nobody could ever love them or care for them. And because of these beliefs and thoughts that they have about themselves, their partner, no matter how present or how loving he is, they constantly need more from him or her in order to feel better, in order to feel loved, to feel worthwhile. So maybe they need him to text her more often, or maybe they need him to call every morning and every night or to bring flowers or to say that she's beautiful that there are these certain things that we want our partners to do in order for us to feel loved and our partners may or may not do it but when they do it we may notice that our feelings our fear maybe goes away for a little bit we might feel love for a moment but then it goes away And then we need him to text us again or call us again or buy us more flowers or tell us we're beautiful again. And it kind of becomes a vicious cycle for us that we constantly are needing reassurance to know that our partner is present and available and loves us. And we think it's because we want to feel more love, right? Who doesn't want to feel more love? But really, these kind of needy actions and wanting our partner to do things is really so that we can give ourselves permission to believe certain things about ourselves, to believe certain things about the relationship. So for example, when your partner buys you flowers, what do you start thinking about him, about yourself? that you think, wow, he really loves me. And maybe even thinking, wow, I really love him. And when we think these thoughts, we feel love. It feels open, it feels expansive, it feels 
connecting. We feel joyful. It's this bright, happy feeling that we get to experience. Now, the interesting thing is we all want that feeling, right? We all love the feeling of love. But when your partner is feeling love for you, you don't actually feel it. What? <laughs> A lot of you are probably like, wait, hold up. I definitely feel love when my partner is feeling loving. No. His emotions cannot jump out of his body and into yours. What he thinks and what he's feeling is his experience. And it's totally separate from yours. And I can illustrate this one time, uh, several times. <laughs> I've had moments where... I'm busy maybe trying to get stuff done or I'm working, I am cleaning, whatever it is. And my husband is just like out of nowhere, just like, I love you so much. Like, and gives me a big hug and I'm just like, oh, thanks, love you too. And I go back to like hurrying and doing my thing and getting stuff done. And in that moment, he was feeling love for me. He was thinking all these things about how amazing he thinks I am and he was feeling love. And in that moment, I, on the other hand, wasn't necessarily feeling love. I was maybe feeling stressed or productive and I was thinking thoughts about getting the next thing done. So just because he said, I love you, I don't automatically feel that feeling of love because I wasn't mentally tapped into that. I wasn't mentally thinking about that. And so I didn't physically experience the emotion of love. So this is really important to know, is that our partners do not create our feelings of love. I don't automatically feel love when my husband's feeling it. I feel love when I open up to it when I start thinking loving things about me and about him and I start feeling that way. And I can't control how he feels. I can't control what he thinks. And I know a lot of times we want to try to control what they feel and what they think. But really what we can control is how we feel about them and about ourselves what we think about them and about ourselves. And so often that feeling that we're craving, that we're wanting them to do these things in order for us to feel more love is something that we have available to us right now, exactly as they are. And that starts with giving yourself permission to love you first. I remember believing that once I had this amazing, perfect boyfriend, that then all these people that maybe looked down on me or made fun of me would finally recognize me and appreciate my value. And that's because I wanted other people to see my worth when really all I needed was to see my own worth, to love me more. I think it's really important to ask yourself if there's something you're really wanting your partner to do, like say you are wanting him to call you and he didn't, I want you to kind of take a step back and be, ask yourself, 
what would I believe? What would I give myself permission to think about myself if he did call? And notice that. Like if it is, I'm amazing, or he loves me, or I love me. That you're waiting to believe that until he does a certain thing. But when we learn to love ourselves more, we aren't so needy and graspy for our partners to do certain things in order for us to feel better because we have our own back, because we are loving ourselves. And ironically, as we learn to be able to love ourselves more, we also grow in our capacity to love our partner and to be able to love them more. And I need to make a disclaimer here because I have talked to several different clients who've said, okay, but if I need to love myself more, then maybe I'm not ready to love my partner. I need to really have more self-love first and get that taken care of. And this 100% is not the case. Being able to love your partner and love yourself unconditionally are things that we can both learn simultaneously and each one impacts the other. It's kind of like saying, I want to get stronger. I want to go to the gym. I want to work out. And I kind of feel like I need to work out my arms in order before I can start working out my legs and getting my legs stronger. First, I need to do my arms. It's like, no, let's do both. Let's work out our arms and our legs. And then overall, we'll get stronger of you can practice loving yourself and loving your partner. And as you improve your capacity to love on both ends, it'll influence and improve your relationship with yourself and with your partner and vice versa. So what exactly is self-love? A lot of us, when we talk and think about self-love, our mind goes to bubble baths and shopping and yoga and getting your nails done. And that isn't exactly self-love. Self-love might lead to doing some of those things, but those things in and of themselves are not love. Self-love at its core is how we talk to ourselves. The dialogue we have in our head about ourselves and what we think about ourselves and then we get to feel love for ourselves when we have a good, healthy relationship with ourselves. And a lot of times, the way we talk to ourselves is pretty negative. And don't judge yourself for this because I think this is just part of having a human brain. But a lot of times our brains want to criticize us and talk down to ourselves and judge ourselves for things we've done or mistakes we've made or the way we think or feel about something and we start judging ourselves for it. I see this with my clients where they make a lot of progress and really start changing their thinking and feeling less anxiety and then all of a sudden they have a day where their anxiety comes back up and they start having some of their anxious thoughts and then they start beating themselves up and being hard on themselves for having a day where they feel more anxious and I remind them that when your anxiety comes up the best thing you can do is love yourself and be patient with yourself 
rather than putting pressure on yourself and saying, oh, you should be over this by now and chewing yourself out for it is loving yourself and say, hey, it's okay. It happens. It's not a big deal. I love you. It's okay you had an anxious day. It's okay you were thinking that. I love you. Just like you would talk to a best friend. To, if your best friend came to you and told you the same things that she was struggling with, you would not have the same dialogue with her that you have with yourself when you struggle with something, right? When you struggle with something yourself, you beat yourself up for it. But your best friend, you're so compassionate with, right? And you give her a hug and you say, I'm so sorry. It's going to be okay. You're going to figure this out and I love you and I'm here for you and you can always vent to me, right? You make space for hearing your best friend and listening to her and you encourage her and you support her. And what if you were to do that for yourself? To say, hey, what's going on me? I want to hear all the things and, and listen to yourself. Make space for all the negativity and discouragement that you have going on and, and hear yourself out, but then also give yourself that encouragement and say, hey, it's gonna be okay, you've got this. You don't need to shove aside all your worries and fears, right? You don't need to just dismiss them just like you wouldn't with your best friend, right? You wouldn't just be like, oh, that's not a problem and just ignore it, right? You'd listen to her. But then on the flip side, you say, all right, like I've heard you and now let's talk positive. What are you gonna do? Game plan. I'm here for you. And you help her, right? And it's the same thing for you, is listen to yourself, hear yourself out, but then give yourself that support and encouragement that you need. And imagine how different your relationship would be with yourself if you had that kind of internal self-talk, where you talked to yourself like your best friend. And I think a great way to start this conversation is to make a list, to write out 25 things you love about yourself. And this might be really hard for some of you, but giving yourself permission to admire things about who you are, your personality, your talents, your the way you look, just writing down all the different things you love about yourself and complimenting yourself, just like you compliment a friend. And to sit in the feeling of, appreciating and loving yourself and spending time with yourself, being able to take time for just you and enjoying your own company and really working on cultivating that good relationship with yourself where it's not a relationship that you're just wanting to avoid and you're always wanting to be with other people so you don't have to be with yourself but rather really working on building that good relationship with yourself and having your own back, knowing that you are there for you and believing most of all that you are worthy of love, that you deserve your own love and you deserve love from other people. And I know as I say all these things that a lot of you probably are noticing all the ways that Maybe you don't love yourself good enough. Maybe where you feel like you fall short on your self-love. And you might start chewing yourself out of, oh, come on, you should be loving yourself more. You know this. And that's you kind of going out of self-love again. 
want you to kind of bring yourself back to that space of just being curious with yourself of, huh, isn't that so interesting? I want to judge myself. And being able to even love that side of you that is a little bit negative, that is a little bit critical of yourself and loving all parts of you, not just loving the good, perfect, put together side of you, but loving the part that's broken and messy and human and critical and sometimes negative and making room for that part of yourself and loving that part of yourself. Unconditional love is loving someone even when they don't do things perfectly, even when they mess up, even when they don't measure up to the standard and the expectation you have. And practice that unconditional love with yourself. Loving yourself even when you are human and messy and imperfect. Having compassion for yourself when things go wrong. And as you do that, your capacity to love will grow and you will be able to more fully accept your imperfect and amazing partner. All right. Thanks so much. I'll talk to you guys next week. <music>